seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the door. It's a hopeless soul, with Aaron and Rohit, whoa. It's a hopeless soul, with Aaron and Rohit, whoa. My goodness, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Hopeless Show, episode number forty-two. What is up, Aaron Wolf? We're back. We're actually back. Oh, I mean, I think everybody thought we died. I know we got so we got a lot of uh, nice messages about when we were gone, saying where are we? And you know what? We went on a hiatus. Because a lot of people go on hiatuses and we're pretty big, you know, we're pretty big deals. And so like, it's hiatai, but anyway, hiatai, oh, hiatai, <laughs> many hiatuses, uh, you know, like who goes on a hiatus? Like, uh, Howard Stern, he takes breaks. All the Jimmy's on late night TV, they take breaks. Uh, presidents take breaks. They go to Camp David, right? Or golf. Um, who else takes long breaks and they're like important and it's like important when they take a break? Uh, the NFL. Major the NFL takes teams. a break. Oh, yeah, every sports team. Yep. Um, uh, I'm sure uh, The Bachelor or Bachelorette or any of those shows, I'm sure they're, it feels like they're on all the time, but I feel like they take breaks. I think they're always on. I don't think they take breaks, but so maybe that we're more important than them. Yeah. I, I wish they would take breaks. <laughs> the real housewives take breaks because then they just move to different cities. <laughs> so we're really important. That's why we took a break. Uh, a lot has happened in our, in the break. Uh, we, um, and we missed you. We missed our audience. We missed uh, doing this big time. Um, I'm vaccinated now, Me which too. is crazy. Rohit too. We're vaccinated. So this isn't news from the quarantine anymore. This is news from the getting life back in order teen. Yeah. Pretty soon it'll be uh, news from until we get the booster shot. Um, <laughs> J and J one shot gang rise up, by the way. Um, yes. And uh, and I I did. I'll, I'll be honest. I did go to a secret location for a while to try to figure out all the world's problems. And I accomplished nothing. So I tried during the break. I actually went to a secret location. I can't disclose it. Might be Indonesia. And I didn't accomplish anything. So the world's problems, I realized I can't do anything about it. I don't know if you tried to do it, but I can't. No, see, it's I, I, I've gone down that path before. And then I realized it's just a waste of my time. I'm just going to worry about my problems, my friends' problems, and the people around me and my community's problems. The rest, I can't do shit about. Um, which might sound defeatist, but it's, it's more focused, you know, it's easier to hit a nail with a hammer than it is to a hammer with a nail. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Or just hit all the nails in the world with a single hammer. Um, so you're not going to get, yeah. Away. Cause there's lots of nails. I wonder how many nails there are in the world. Like Ooh, a lot, you know, actually, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe this is the comparison. It's easier to hit a single nail with a single hammer than it is to hit a lot of nails with a fly swatter. Because as you spread <laughs> yourself around, you're not going to be able to have the same impact and you're just trying to cover a whole, whole lot more area 
and no nails are going to get hailed and hammered down. So yeah, the fly swatter is a brilliant analogy and it should go in the book of best quotes. Like when you go look up like important quotes in the world, I think that's a new one. So thank you for adding that to our life. My pleasure, Aaron. And I feel that we should author this book of best quotes and literally people read it. It's just quotes from you and me authored by us <laughs> and noted by us. <laughs> but it's it's called the best quotes ever in the history of the world. <laughs> the Guinness Book of Quotes. You know what? And it's and, just us. Yeah. And just this right off the bat, by the way, Aaron, it's it just it's good to be back with you. It's good to be back with everyone else. Having great quotes. Hopefully people haven't turned off the podcast by this point because we promise, guys, this is going to be a really, really interesting episode. Um, you know, I think we're going to kick off. Just talk about a couple of things that we've been doing since the last time you saw us or heard from us. Then we're going to yeah. talk about a, a few interesting things all the way from, you know, sports and the NFL to the Oscars and Hopeless TV, a debate about shrooms. Um, and then we'll get to... Guess the BTS, Hope in 60 Seconds, Fan Mail, and a couple pieces of Hope Fulfilled. All your greatest hits are in this And what's episode. to come. Also, oh, what's yeah. to come. What's, what's to come. How uh, the show, it's ba we're, ba we're back. We're bi building back better. We are building back better. We are going to be better than ever. Damn straight. Backstreet's back. All, All right. right. Yeah. So, Aaron. <laughs> Now, in, in, in this hiatus, um, before we move to our first topic, just a couple of things. I know you said that, you know, you went to a secret location. That's one thing. But just what, what else have you been up to? Any, any, any you know, anything fun, anything, anything interesting stories or just kind of like just being Aaron? You know, it, I mean, trying to solve the world's problems took a lot of time that was wasted. So I haven't had much time to do much else except uh, one thing I did do is that you may find interesting is I waxed my car and I know that might sound mundane, but after one year of a car being not waxed and be, and not clean and being stuck in dirt because of COVID to clean it was like, it was like, it was kind of like you were taking off the layers of a tree bark and just finding like new layers from COVID of disgust from the car and you're like peeling off the years or the months of COVID off the car. So it was, it was just a really interesting experience to wax the car and just see like the layers of life that have happened in this year of not taking care of a car. So uh, I, I, that might not be, that might not be, you know, going to the moon, but, it, and it's not like trying to solve the world's problems, but it actually was interesting to, to reflect on, on the last year through the eyes of waxing the the layered peels of disgust on a car. That that I mean that that is something I, I, I did not expect. Um but hey, let's also not forget to mention that you have been working out. You lost a lot of weight. You look good. Um Thank so you. yeah, it's it's so I, I can even just see that through the zoom. Um so good stuff there, man. Um Yeah I have. I've uh I, I went on uh a uh fitness binge to lose weight and get in shape and i did it through waxing cars so, so you can take on the guy that bites all our stuff joe rogan right um you're just you know bulk it up 
Oh, I want to. Yeah, I'm ready for a cage match with him. Yeah. (laughs) And for me on my side, what I've been doing is quite the opposite. I've been building Legos. Um, (laughs) And um, I and, you know, I was able to give Aaron a a peek of some of my collection, some really rare Star Wars Ultimate Collector Series Legos that are built for scale size. I have the Imperial Shuttle, the ATST, Darth Vader's TIE Fighter. I, um, you know, I still I'm right now I'm working on the uh, most Eisley Cantina, which is huge. It um, looks so also, cool, by the way. Yeah, it's going to be really sweet. And also in boxes that have been there in boxes for a few from, you know, multiple years, one even almost 10 years um, is an old, enormous Star Destroyer, as well as the Millennium Falcon completed scale. So those are still sealed. I'm going to get to those projects soon. Um, and also I've uh, you know, I think I've been. You know, I'm going to redo my, my office room where we're recording this from a little bit to showcase those more um, so I can flex while all, all my work calls with all my Legos as a grown-ass 39-year-old adult. Um, but yeah, that's and what And they're worth money. And they're worth they some are. dough. They're worth a lot of dough, and I will never sell them. Um, but so yes. they're priceless. That, yeah, so that, that's news from our quarantine, man. And um, are you ready for our first topic, Aaron? Let's do it because this is and our topics are going to be more and more varied because we actually have more life to live. So there's more things to talk about. So that's another thing. I think our guests will be more varied. Our topics will be more varied. There's just a lot more that we'll be able to do now with The Hopeless Show because when we started this show, it was the week before the world shut down. So now we're going to be opening up the show along with the world. Yep. And um, so I guess the, the first news, man. About the NFL. And you know, the NFL's kind of had a reputation for having some bad boys over the past few years, whether it's been domestic violence, whether it's been, you know, I guess a lot of domestic violence um, or drugs or. I'd say murder has been a murder has been a yeah, big theme. In yeah, the murder has been trending recently. But I think what started this offseason was the trials and tribulations of Deshaun Watson were over 20 women are filing a joint lawsuit or I guess there's 22 lawsuits, whatever. There's over 20 women that have accused Deshaun Watson of improper conduct during massages. Everything from them, uh, him forcing their hands towards his groin or forcing them to pleasure him to him turning over, flipping on his stomach and asking them to uh, stick it in his butt. Um, So I've, I've read the reports (laughs) in his butt. In his butt. Yep, he likes he likes a little bit of that butt play. Um, so he's a freak. And um, if he was hiring sex workers to do this, to fulfill a fantasy, that's one thing. Fine, whatever, do you. But these are women that are massage therapists or want to be massage therapists. Um, and when you have over 20 claims that are almost the same from woman to woman to woman, I think uh, even though it's innocent until proven guilty, man, it's I think we get to see one of the good guys of the NFL truly see his real side. And it is quite sad. How do you feel about that? It's a bummer because when he won the national championship, he just really seemed like the good family guy with the um, girlfriend from home. And the I think he had little Deshaun and it was just like he just seemed like that feel good story. Good guy uh, when they upset. Alabama and won the national championship and uh, to and then he was he needed to be traded from Texas so he has no team now and what's crazy is now he might not have a team like what team's he gonna go to I I mean who would take who would take a guy who's about to 
get suspended. I mean, Nike just dropped him. Apple Beats dropped him. Right? He's losing all of his sponsors. And I actually didn't I, know he had sponsors to begin with, but that's yeah, how oh, yeah. I mean, him. I mean, he's he was a top five, easily, possibly top three quarterback, you know, going into this past season. Um, and he's at this point, I honestly, I think there's a 50% chance he never plays another NFL game in his life. Yeah, well, I'll say this about to bring hope to the NFL, because I actually think the whole sport is very corrupt and will have problems down the road because of concussions and because of uh, some of this behavior that's been allowed and because of Roger Goodell. I mean, there's so much that's just allowed in that sport that just is a problem, uh, as fun as it is to watch. So they need to clean up their act or else the sport's just going to be in trouble going forward because there's just so many problems and concussions cause a lot of people to do extra bad things. So uh, as I think a few other people you have listed, like Philip Adams and Travis Rudolph, like Philip Adams murdered five people. Yep. Um, he killed two grandparents and three grand, three of their grandchildren. And shot a at another person. Yep. And a doctor. And he killed himself. Um, so, and that was breaking news today. Um, the sport then, needs to be cleaned up. If they, like, this is a pro, this is like an extra, like the other sports don't have the problem football has. And part of that is because it's a violent sport. Maybe it, and part of it is, uh, people allowing this behavior to happen, but I think it needs something because you can't keep going like this forever. So yeah. I think it needs a, a reshaping, a reshifting. I know they've tried to with like being on Nickelodeon and stuff, but it's still, there's a, there's a deep rooted problem in the NFL that needs to be fixed is my yeah, opinion. And, and, it, and these kind of people, a big star going down is going to help that. I think. I mean, it, it's, it's really hard though. How do you, how do you catch that early on? I mean, for example, Travis Rudolph, now he's got four charges of murder in Florida. He's a former New York giants wide receiver. Um, you know, third string, you know, he never really got that much playing time. However, he was a guy that was hailed as like really one of the really good guys because there was this really famous moment when he and his Florida State University team was visiting a school, like an elementary or middle school, and he broke off from the rest of his team and he sat down and ate pizza and had lunch with a with a young small with a child that was autistic who was always forced to eat lunch by himself. Nobody sat with him and he made friends with that kid. It was just the two of them having lunch and he went out of his way and he said, you know, he wasn't always accepted and he re like, he's like the things that he was saying, it was like the most empathetic, really wonderful thing. So we were like, oh my God, we have one of these good guys on our team. And then he goes out and murders people a few years later. So it's like, it's even, and we talked about Deshaun, a guy that seemed totally cool and like family guy and everything. Um, he then ends up having to go murder. Uh, sorry, he then ends up being <laughs> one of the good guys. He did not murder anybody, but um, yeah. How how do you identify? How do you figure this out? I really think the sport as a whole needs a cleanup. I've I know I've told you this for a while. I just I really think the NFL is a problem. I think that the concussion thing is a problem. I think it's not getting better. I think the uh, um, how it the violence as fun as it is to watch. It's so much about violence. So you're if you have violent if you're promoting violence and you're promoting people destroying people, they're gonna maybe go do bad things. And you're also uh, Roger Goodell and Co. and these owners. They don't care about the people. They'll let them do whatever they want. Like Deshaun Watson with these uh, 
harassment and rape allegations uh, as long as they get on the football team to make them billions of dollars. And that has to stop too. Like, um, like I think some of them get fined. Like, you know, with these, they'll get fined like four games. It's like, huh? You know, I think like in baseball, it's like you lose half a season or sometimes a whole season. Uh, like they've really clamped down in baseball on this stuff. And uh, and baseball isn't the violent sport that football is. And I just think they need to do it in football. Like they've got to clamp down and change. And pro- I think rules are also going to be changed in football. I think that um, some of the, you know, they've started to with some of the contact penalties and stuff. Right. But what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's Uh-oh. for me, it's hard because this is all stuff that's happening off the field, right? The the sort of the the sexual assaults, the murders. How do you pre- predict that? How do you foresee that? You can't, you but you can change that? the overall. It's to me, I'll, I'll, I'll compare it to gun control. Um, yep. <clears throat> you can't stop gun violence from happening. But what you can do is start doing new initiatives on a whole, and then the trickle-down effect will happen over time. The NFL hasn't started that. We're starting that with gun control. Actually, like I think today more some more uh, initiatives were announced by Biden about that. And uh, it's not going to happen overnight, but you have to start somewhere. And the NFL hasn't started somewhere yet. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's I think it's not about laws or rules or fines. I think it's about a mentality. I mean, same way. Yeah. The mentality. You can, have as much, Shit. you can have as much gun control as you want, but people will find a way to get guns. People find a way to shoot. The war on drugs was an utter absolute failure. There was laws. Well, we're going to cover that later because yeah, we're going to cover so, that later because that was just I think that's just totally stupid to begin with. But I think yeah. to conclude the NFL, I just think that it needs a reshaping probably needs a new commissioner and uh, just needs a new look because it's popular. People like watching it. And uh, it also has fundamental problems that will catch up to it, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I think if anything, it's it's you start dealing with the players mental health as much as you deal with their physical health. Because there's no other sport, probably besides hockey and boxing, Uh-oh. where the brain takes as much damage, and that can absolutely impact someone's behavior. And it it's these guys give their entire life. They get hit. They get hit. They get hit. And it's mm. it changes the, the chemistry of your brain, man. And it's like, and I think that that is, I think mental health and brain health is just as important as people as them changing the rules to protect people's ACLs. So, yep. Uh, so let's let's leave it at that, that they need yeah. to make a fundamental change. And yep. we'll hope, Gong, that we hope we hope they uh, they do the fundamental change. I'm finding the hope, Gong. I'm finding our soundboard. Oh, we got a new soundboard uh, during the break. Uh, really fancy soundboard. And then I lost it in Indonesia. So we have the old soundboard. Yeah. And it worked. <laughs> That, and it worked. It, I, I missed that gong. Um, great. So, so I think we have yeah. a big update. We have a big sports update that's not about the sports we just talked about. Yes. And this is a good sports update as opposed to the bad ones uh, that we just gave you. Um, and this is uh, about baseball, Aaron. Um, and I would like for you to tell every listener who is currently in first place in the American League East. 
We have the first place in the American League East, the Orioles of Baltimore. At four and two. And how about first place in the NL West? We have the Dodgers of Los Angeles World Championship Dodgers of Los Angeles. Five and two. Wait, do we have an applause? Wait, wait. Where's our soundboard? I want an applause. Because that is... Imagine an Orioles-Dodgers World Series. I know we have to make our predictions, but an Orioles-Dodgers World Series would be... um, I can't find applause. I'm going to open Heaven's Gate with the soundboard because it feels like that would be heaven. (laughs) All right, we just opened Heaven's Gate. (laughs) I love it. Um, So... And and another thing, another thing, not only are the Orioles in first place, the first episode when we talked about the Orioles, I quizzed you on a couple minor leaguers. One of them is up now, Ryan Mountcastle, and he's a f- awesome. He's really good. He I mean, he's come along, man. It's 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 good to see. We have a good young team. Um, I do believe that this week that we are in right now will be the last week the Orioles will be in first place for the rest of the season. <laughs> Um, oh, Ryan Mountcastle just hit a home run, by the way. Um, really? And, uh, it's because yeah. of us. Uh, we make these exactly. things happen. Yes. We, 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 we made it become something. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm really happy that we were able to be in first place for the first two weeks of the season. And this is, I'll never forget this season because of that. And I am excited. I mean, like if you guys win, let's say, 75-ish games. That'll be a big win for next year to see what happens. I mean, I was predicting that we'd win no more than 23. So we're already like <laughs> a good chunk of the way there. Um, and so let's hope for another thing. Let's hope that we can go to an Orioles game. Oh my Maybe God. in Anaheim. That would be super yes. fun because you know what? I'm, I just want to – I'm going to tell you. You know what I'm doing this weekend, which is I will be reporting next week about what this was like. I have tickets to a Los Angeles Dodgers baseball game for the first time in over a year. The last sporting event I went to was with Rohit. It was the last sporting event in Los Angeles. It was the last ever XFL game. (laughs) And that was the last thing ever in Los Angeles. And now the first thing back in Los Angeles is the Dodgers. And uh, so there's fans allowed. And I can't wait to report about the first place Dodgers and what it's like to go to a baseball game as we emerge from the quarantine. It's going to be so amazing. I'm so happy for you. And, you know, you get to see, are they, are they doing the, the World Series rings that day, that game? The first day is the World Series rings, which I'm not going to. That's to, uh, And then the second day is Tommy Lasorda honorary, honorary day. So it's honoring the life and times of someone my whole life who's been a part of the Dodgers, Tommy Lasorda, who got to see the Dodgers win the World Series. So it'll be an emotional and beautiful moment to go to Tommy Lasorda's honorary day. Amazing. Um, yeah, and the Orioles so, have the Dodgers this year. So, yeah, maybe we can then just celebrate baseball by going to an Anaheim-Baltimore uh, game. Uh, and that'll be in early July. I would love that because – one thing I've learned in the quarantine and in the COVID and all this stuff is appreciate those good things, appreciate the things we couldn't do, bef- we took for granted before, and uh, that sounds like heaven. 
to go to Anaheim and so, go to an Orioles-Angels game. So before we get to our World Series predictions, Aaron, I think we've we found hope that baseball is back again. And this time we will be back in person. And um, yes. our teams are currently in first place. If the season ended now, I'd be in the playoffs, you'd be in the playoffs, and we'd be super stoked. So that's something to be hopeful for, that at least the the standings can remain consistent for the next five months. Um, and uh, have no fluctuation. And uh, yeah, World Series predictions. Aaron, for our listeners, Oof. if we all remember, I did correctly predict that the Dodgers yes. would beat the Tampa Bay Rays uh, on this podcast last year before the season started that I, I predicted that would be the World Series results, and it was. Now, Aaron, I think it's time that we make our predictions for the 2021 I was World wrong. Series. Yeah, who did you have? Did you, have, did you have All right, Twins? well... I had the Twins Dodgers, the Dodgers beating the Twins. And so I had the right per team, but the Twins didn't get close. So who you got um, this year? This year um, should we each take our NL team first? Yes. So my National League team for this year is going to be, this is going to be a surprise to most of you, the Los Angeles Dodgers. I believe the Los Angeles <laughs> Dodgers will be going to the World Series this year. I, I think I think they're going to make it to the NLCS, where they lose to the Atlanta Braves. Oh, that might happen, but it's okay. So you got Braves, I got Dodgers. Uh, yep. it, it is a rematch of last year's insane series, which went seven games and was close as can be. So. Mm -hmm. Then let's go to the American League. The uh, many good teams in the American League, many possibilities. Uh, why don't you go first? You're gonna hate to hear this, but uh, in the ALCS, I've got the Houston Astros, Ugh. and I've got them losing to the New York Yankees. Wow, so you think a Braves-Yankees rematch World Series from, like, late 90s. Yep. Well, uh, this is called The Hopeless Show. That would be hopeless. Uh, I hope my <laughs> prediction is, is right, which is I think it's going to be the Blue Jays. I think the Blue Jays are going to do it, which is my dream World Series. I think this year it's going to happen. Blue Jays-Dodgers. I'm also a Blue Jay fan. My uh, family is uh, from Toronto, and so uh, grew up going to Blue Jay games and stuff, Leafs games. So um, I think this year the Blue Jays, they've got the pieces. They've got the tools. They're going to probably pick up a pitcher. I think Blue Jays, Dodgers, Dodgers beat the Blue Jays in seven games, and it is going to be so cool. And that's what I think because that's what I think, and that's what I think because that's what I think. Love it. Okay, so you've got Blue Jays, Dodgers. Blue Jays um, over, Blue Jays over Astros. How about that? And okay, Dodgers okay, over right. Mets. Okay, Blue Jays over Astros. Oh, Dodgers over Mets. All right, maybe um, Jacob Degrom will get some W's in his win column. Um, okay, and I'm gonna take the Houston <laughs> yeah. Astros. Obviously losing to the Yankees. Then when it comes to the Yankees, Braves World Series, I will take the Yankees in five. Oh, I know. It makes me sick. 
Yeah. It's gross. Uh, okay, so we have our predictions. Real hits are gross. Mine are beautiful. And now we can move on to topic two, which is a crazy topic because I never thought I'd say this, Rohit. And this is where I feel hopeless. This is the first ever year, even though I'll watch it, probably with you um, and others. Um, I actually think that is what's happening. But uh, the Oscars this year, I am... For the first time in my life, this has always been kind of my Super Bowl. More important than the Super Bowl, the Oscars. My, we, I grew up and my family would have an Oscar party. We'd have a pool. Lots of people would come over. It was always like I've gone now with career stuff. I've gone to big Oscar parties and stuff. So it's always been like the coolest thing. And you bet on it. You all do a pool. And this is the very first year in my life where, one, I haven't seen almost any of the movies. And, two, I'm not excited about it. I'm excited about seeing friends and hanging out, but I'm not excited about the Oscars. And last night, I like hammered that home by watching the movie Mank, um, which is David Fincher's movie starring Gary Oldman about the writer of Citizen Kane, uh, Mankiewicz. And I thought the movie was really, really bad. And it has the most Oscar nominations. I thought it was an incoherent story that just went back and forth. I thought it was pretentious. I thought the performances were over the top. I just was not into this movie. And I like David Fincher. I love Gary Oldman. And it was just, uh, it really was like a, a missed opportunity for a great story. The protagonist you just don't like. And he's just, unlike everything was just wrong about this movie. And my dad and I analyzed it a bunch. And so uh, and he's had me grow up on Citizen Kane. So I just thought, wait, this is the one that got the most and that's what I got to watch. And then I was looking, just to to finish it off my hopelessness, I was looking at the nominees because I'm probably the least um, involved or paying attention to what's um, nominated this year. And the Best Picture nominees, I'm like, what are these movies? And part yeah, of it is because really. there's no theaters and I like going to see movies in the theaters. But like, what are they? Like The Father... Judas and the Black Messiah, I know that's supposed to be good. Mank, I saw it. I didn't like it. Minari, I guess, is supposed to be good. It's a Korean film. Nomadland, I've heard Minari. mixed. Um, promising, promising Young Woman, promising I don't young actually it was know exactly Carrie Mulligan, which one that is. She just goes on a murder spree. Yeah, it's about like Carrie Mulligan. Oh, right, she gets that sexually one. Harassed. Yeah. yeah, and then she decides to murder lots of guys. I'm like, okay, it's kind of a fun like slasher, but it is nowhere a best picture it's like a fun popcorn movie it is not a, an amazingly made film it's full of tropes um so i was like it, i was very much like what the fuck um i do want to see metal sound of metal awesome that was that like, i want to see the pr- acting riz ahmed i think should get best uh is even yeah he is nominated for best actor in a leading role i think hands down is one of the best performances i've seen you know all year um if not the best male performance um and then the trial of Chicago Seven. That was like an ensemble cast thing. That was like I felt it was entertaining, but it wasn't like it didn't have the gravitas of what you would expect a movie to have that gets nominated for Best Picture. And it was just like it was fine. It felt like a movie that was like honestly, it's like made for home, made for TV. It didn't feel like a big, amazing film. I really think the the films that I I've, I also with your opinion on Mank. I don't want to see Mank because I hate the name of it. 
I I didn't even know it's having to do with someone named Mankovich, but just <laughs> calling a film Mank, it just it just it's just not a good sound off your tongue. So I will say no thank to Mank. Um, and then I would like to watch. It Judas should be Black called Messiah, Stank. But yeah, for me, Stank. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna. Uh, my work is actually doing something where we're doing a movie club, and we're watching Minari. Um, and they're going to reimburse everybody, you know, for their twenty dollars download of Minari, um, and we're going to have a nice movie club chat about it. So I'm excited for that. I love Steve Young. Um, I think the story also hits home for me as an immigrant coming from, you know, an Asian family and stuff like that. And I think there's something that is really interesting. So if I was to pick a couple movies from there, it's Sound of Metal and Minari, which I have not yet seen, um, that I hope do well. Well, that's and I guess that gives me hope, at least going over them. It's like, all right, I'm going to watch Sound of Metal. I know that. I want to see that. Maybe I'll watch Minari. And I also what my hope is, is that with theaters coming back, 2021 is a much more exciting year again for movies. Now that we get to go to the movies, I hope there's more exciting stuff that comes up and more some more mainstream stuff, too, because it's just uh, if the Oscars just get nicher and nicher, it's a problem. Like we need some of the big movies to get nominated this year. A lot of them didn't come out because of, uh, COVID, but it's like, you need a mix and there's only yeah, seven I mean, nominees. There have been nine or 10. So I guess the hope is that next year will be better and we'll see what the show is that they can put on this year. Cause it'll be interesting, I guess. And I'm so with you on the big films. I mean, I'm so excited for Dune to come out in Q4. Um, and I just saw Godzilla and King Kong. While I would not nominate it for Best Picture, it was thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable. And just like, it was just like rage manifest in giant monsters and <laughs> sign me up. Um, well, let's hope the, the hope, the hope gong is for next year and the theaters being back, getting to go to movie theaters again, which I miss a lot. I duck quack. That's a duck quack. Um, I'm going to do a random gong for this because we didn't totally find hope, but we have a little hope. Ready for the random thing? Random gong? Random uh, soundboard? Ready? Yes. Oh, it was an audience like going, hmm. So, and here's a hope gong. So we'll keep moving with the show. Curious what your thoughts are on the Oscars. So write us about them. And now we're going to move into our section called Hopeless TV that we do all the time about what's on TV, what we've seen, and uh, and what uh, and what some thoughts on what's going on on TV, especially during COVID when there was just nothing else to do. Um, so I think you have one first and I have a couple let's uh, we can, and we can motor through these because I think they're interesting and also uh, poignant and also very valuable for our viewers or listeners. Great. So the first thing is I would like to admit for the first time ever, I'm watching parks and rec and um, it took, you know, I guess a long time to get into it. Um, and over the past few weeks, uh, Ian and I, we've been just powering through. We're like halfway through the fifth season already. Um, it is a fantastic show. And um, I want to know, Aaron, have you seen it? Did you like it? If not, why have you not seen it? I've only seen a few episodes, and it's mainly because of my TV problem in general, which is, and I've, I came to this realization recently. I grew up where I, had a, I was not allowed to watch a lot of TV. I was allowed to watch one half hour of TV a week. I mean, a day um, or and I could watch do, uh, Dodger games or listen to them, or watch them because uh, that was my our house rule. My folks wanted me to be active and I was active. So um, that's why I think I just don't dive into too much, te too many television shows. And Parks and Rec is just one I never dove into. I've seen a few episodes, 
but I never dove into it because in general, I'm an active guy who doesn't just watch TV, but I'm growing more accustomed to enjoying uh, sitting down and watching some tube. Isn't that what they call it? The tube? The tube. Yeah, the boob tube. Remember the, the term couch potato from like the yeah. 90s? Yeah, like and you could like buy watched, a couch potato, a stuffed yes. couch potato. Where people that watched more than two hours of TV or like a day or something were considered like horrible couch potatoes. Now it's like, oh, dude, let's see how many hours we can get in in this one show tonight. And uh, yeah, what, what about your your TV topic? Well, there's two. There's so real quick. There's a movie called Shiva, Shiva Baby on uh, on Apple TV. And it's uh, not probably for everyone, but if you're Jewish and have been to shivas, which are Jewish funerals, uh, like the get-togethers after, I highly recommend this movie because when we watched it, it was like so dead on. They nailed all the tropes and all the things that happen at a Jewish funeral get-together that I was like, oh my gosh, that you can't get more on the nose in nailing something than they did with this. So I highly recommend it. And it actually, it wasn't hopeless. It gave me hope. The hopeless thing is it took, you know, sometimes it takes funerals to bring comedy. And in this case, that's what it was. It took, if it took a death to bring life to TV for me. Uh, okay. I would have judging by the title. I would have had no idea that that's what it was about. When I read on the on our agenda, when I read Shiva baby movie, um, because Shiva is also the name of a Hindu god, and he's blue. And then I thought of the baby from Dinosaurs, um, and I imagine <laughs> the, the the not the mama baby. And then I imagine the not the mama not the baby mama. being blue, not the mama, and having uh you know godlike powers. I mean, that's what I thought that movie was about. And <laughs> you took it a completely different direction. But I do hope somebody makes my version. Um, All right, that so that's cool hope too. too. I'm gonna hope gong <laughs> your version, which is the not the mama. <laughs> um, and then finally this is hopeless I didn't know this and I've been a subscriber of this channel for a long time the WWE channel apparently doesn't exist anymore and is merged with the Peacock channel and Wrestlemania is this weekend and in order to watch Wrestlemania you have to subscribe to the Peacock channel which just really annoyed me because I don't have it and um, yeah that's just like, it's becoming like now you, in order to watch WrestleMania, you have to get this channel that you don't, I don't want. Um, and WrestleMania has always been a fixture and WrestleMania is two days. It's not one day. There's two days of it. So it's like, oh man, two days of WrestleMania. That's like a lot of WrestleMania days. Well, here's what you can do. Um, because first of all, one, I didn't even know there was an individual wrestling channel i think i did actually the wwe network right and that was you've like watched it with me and all this yes okay i didn't realize it's on network i thought it was like on usa or whatever um uh or tnt but if it's on the peacock network what you can do is if you sign up through your phone through your apple tv app and you can watch it on any of your devices then it's really easy to just sign up for a seven-day trial and then set a reminder on your calendar to cancel like the next day after, you know, um, that way you don't get charged for the first month and then you still get the whole seven days to watch whatever you want to watch. Um, oh. Yeah. And oh. then enjoy it for free. Oh, well, in that case, thank you. <laughs> I feel total hope. Ready for it? Yeah. Ready for it? Free WrestleMania? 
And oh. I'm going to do something even bigger than that. Ready? Because taking one to the man is always fun, right? Because they're not going to get my money in the long run. Haha, ha, the man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Honestly, so, I, I don't know if I wish or I'm grateful that we don't laugh like that. It would be kind of great, but I'm happy we don't. <laughs> <laughs> all right we lose I'll stop. a lot more listeners than we do usually um, yes so go for it so now it's time for our debates yes we have a big this debate is an interesting one it's your topic and honestly and i feel like i'm i'm concerned that we both might be on the same side of this debate but maybe we're not but this debate is all about what is making its way into california sort of the bill making process um, but right now, there is a bill, uh, Senate Bill 519, authored by Senator Scott Weiner, a Democrat from San Francisco, that would decriminalize possession of sharing several drugs, including ketamine, psilocybin, which is known as mushrooms, LSD, and mescaline for people 21 and older. The bill excludes peyote and GHB from this decriminalization. So, Aaron, decriminalized ketamine, shrooms, LSD. What are your thoughts? Where do you stand? Is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? Um, yeah, let's go. Let's debate. I think all drugs should be legal. I've always thought that. I don't think that there should be illegal drugs because all it does is cause crime. And people can do what they want to do with their bodies. And there should be like areas where you can just go. And if you want to do that to yourself, you can. And if you want to go get help, you can. And uh, because they do, people do it anyway. It's not like uh, making things drugs illegal has stopped people from doing drugs. And it's been proven in other countries where they're not legal. It's not like the drug rate is the the drug uh, problem is bigger or smaller. When people want drugs, they can find drugs. Making them illegal just causes crime. Just like uh, as uh, marijuana has become legal in places, uh, crime went down with uh, with marijuana dealers and sales. Just like in the Prohibition era, there was lots of crime around alcohol. When they legalized alcohol, crime around alcohol went away. So I'm pretty strong in my stance on that. I think that it should just all be legal because it doesn't do anything except cause crime, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think for me, I kind of have a problem with the current bill, as it's stated, where this isn't necessarily a legalization. However, it's a decriminalization. Um, it doesn't legalize anything, but what it stops you from being uh, arrested or criminal offense or charged with a criminal offense for sharing these drugs. Now the problem or the challenge with this is, and I think actually a legalization maneuver uh, is better. And uh, in the sense that for sharing, if people are sharing ketamine or people are sharing other drugs, it's like you can never be sure of their purity. And there's a difference between set like, you know, like a dealer or a friend sharing shitty weed versus good weed versus much harder <laughs> drugs, which actually can have greater like sort of consequences if you're taking something that's bad. Um, and especially when it comes to like, like really psychotropic stuff and psychedelic stuff like LSD. Um, and, you know, people do dumb shit on bad trips. Whereas I think it would be better to, I would rather the state of California have almost like legalized way to specifically sell these and certify them because I don't think enough people are buying, you know, if they do, if they choose to do recreational drugs are buying test kits, right? Before 
they use cocaine. No. Which, by the way, is, is absent from this bill, which is also kind of ridiculous because that is in itself a party drug, by many would argue. Um, so I'm, I'm curious about why certain drugs are chosen. It seems as if many of these are being used, especially the LSD, ketamine, and psilocybin, uh, are being used to treat PTSD mm-hmm. and being used to treat a lot of melt- mental illnesses that are often exhibited in uh, veterans and other people that have PTSD. Um, and so the first step is, is using it for treatment the same way that marijuana was made medicinal and decriminalized in that sense. So, um, that's I where I that think it's, addition- it's stages. It's all about the stages yeah. of, uh, I think it's all about the stages of, of things happening and things don't happen overnight. They don't go from black to white. There's a gray area. And I think that the, the, the drug legalization era I think, you know, in 10 to 20 years, we'll see a huge difference in our country. But for now, it's like steps at a time. And just like it was with marijuana, just like a long time ago, it was with alcohol so that it just all becomes legal and used for different reasons. Like ketamine is definitely used. There's like ketamine therapists and stuff now. Um, So it's uh, um, yeah. So I think we're on the same page. This debate is more of us agreeing so we can call it an agree bait. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're both masters of this debate, so we'll call it a masturbate. Um, and um, but yes, <laughs> uh, uh, hey-o. Um, but yes. Wait, 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 it- wait! Be ready for it. Ha 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 So yeah, I, th- I think that yeah, maybe 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 it's yeah, maybe we should pre-screen our debates so we're not on the same side. But I do, I, I don't know if I agree that all drugs should be legalized. Like I don't think meth should be legal. I don't think crack should be legal. Um, but I think if you legalize other drugs, you won't have the needs for those drugs, and you make them accessible by people that can use them recreationally, yeah, use them responsibly. I think I then, agree with that. Yeah. Meth and crack so, that you just make in like a basket are probably bad. To, yeah, um, it's or yeah, and I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Well, let's 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 agree to agree with this. Yes, <laughs> and uh, let's uh, move to uh, something that I'm really excited for. I'm yeah. just I'm just saying this. Guess the BTS, and for those who this is your first time listening or you forget, BTS is the K-pop band. It's our favorite band. We don't know that much of their music, but we've learned more of it since it's became our become our favorite band. Uh, they're a sensation like no other. And something happened that they did this week that I think is awesome. And I want to see if you can guess what it is. Okay. All right. Well, you're going to have to give me some sort of direction that I can work off of. They are they are uh, promoting a product. Okay. I'm going to guess... Um, give me two guesses. Is it is it a mobile phone? Nope. Okay. Not a mobile phone. Actually, very opposite. Okay. Oh, okay. It's uh, some sort of male cosmetics. Um, close. I mean, I like where your mind went. Like that shows me, you know, maybe what you do behind closed doors. But uh, <laughs> it is not male cosmetics. It is camping equipment. BTS likes to camp. (laughs) Oh, that's great. I love to camp too. Yeah, me too. So many things in common. I know. So it just, they just got more likable by, they have a camping equipment line that they are doing and they're promoting it because they like to camp. And I just thought that's cool. 
I want to see like the print ads for that. Is it just them kind of like leaning on their their trucks that that got like you know the the two inch lifts and the big mud tires and they're wearing flannel and one dude's got his leg kicked up on the tire and he's just and he's got his like you can see his lip is packed and he's just spitting into a Snapple bottle <laughs> and then there's like another one of them smoking cigs in the back. Someone else is building a fire. Um, and then you just see like just tons of Keystone lights um, in a cooler <laughs> ice spilling out. Is this the visual? Is this visual correct for how BTS is promoting camping? It will be now. Yes. <laughs> that's how I know camping. So. Yes, exactly. So, all right. That's the BTS uh, hope. I hope everyone goes and looks up, uh, goes and camps with BTS. And uh, so now it's time for Ready For It. We get to say it together. So, 60 seconds. Do you want to do the timer? Yeah. Yeah. So, we are um, going to bring you hope in 60 seconds with a problem. And you're going to hear our producer, Nate. He's going to. Uh, he's going to have this timer you're going to hear. And for anybody new to the show, um, what you're going to hear is each of us, Aaron and I, will bring problems. And we'll try to say it in a few seconds and use the rest of that minute for the other person to help give hope to that problem. Um, yes. And I'm going to start. Uh, I'll start the timer and I'll also be my topic. And I'm going to turn my timer towards Aaron. And go. So, Aaron, uh, we both invested in Dogecoin, mm-hmm. and right now, um, I bought in at about three cents. I think you were similar, and it's only at six cents. Um, we're not rich. Give me hope, or we're not rich yet. Help. I believe time is of the essence here, and by that I mean we have to wait because this coin is nothing. It means nothing. It's just a thing to be a coin, and uh, at one point it was worth a fraction of a cent. So imagine if it gets to a dollar, which I think it'll get to at some point. That's the goal. If it got to a dollar, then we'd have a lot of money. And when so do you think it'll hit a dollar. I think it'll hit a dollar in 2022. Wow. Okay. That'll, that means it'll turn my thousand into like, uh, lots of thousands. Yeah. 30, whatever a hundred divided by whatever dollar divided by. 30,000. 33,000. Yeah, 30,000. I like 30,000. That'd be cool. Okay. So, that math I'm might be not, totally wrong too, but I think it's right. No, it's about right. It's right. If I if I if my $1,000 investment does not turn into 33,000 in a year from now, you owe me $33,000. Even though it was my idea to to, to get into this. How's that? Okay, deal. That gave me no hope, so I'm going to not hope <laughs> on that. <laughs> All um, right. So so ready your turn and go. Uh, I ju- there was just a poll done that said The Rock. People were asked if they would vote for The Rock if he ran for president. And 46% of Americans said they would. And I felt hopeless because I wanted that number to be a lot higher. And they were impressed. They're like, The Rock could win the presidency. Now, I think what Joe Biden's doing is fantastic. I think he should be president as long as he keeps this up. He's been a great president so far. Um, but, you know... He's uh, only going to be president for as long as he's going to be president. I think The Rock would be a great idea, and 46% is not enough. I, Dude, the guy fights earthquakes. He, like, drives cars fast. Like, he's a scorpion king. The guy does it all. He's a wrestler. Come on. Give me hope. I need more than 46%. Uh, all right. In my 13 seconds, I'll give you hope. I think that uh, not everybody smelled what he's cooking yet, but um, I also think that in a world that has been uh, really tired of celebrity uh, presidents as of late, 
Um, I think that it's not the right time for him. But if he, I actually heard that he might run as a Republican, which would be a quite an about face for what that party has stood for. Oh, wow. Um, and what the party has done. So he's been at the Republican National Conventions the past few of them. Um, so not if he does, the last at one. least, or the previous few. Um, but if anything, he could at least be a fresh face and a fresh approach for a party that needs it. Yeah, I don't know if they'd do that, though. But, uh, okay, yeah, let's see. I don't think they'd take him as they are now. But um, anyway, all right, well, let's see what the— I, I would love a centrist, centrist The Rock. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, um, great. The last you, one. Yeah, you have one. So, Aaron, I've spent uh, 60 hours— um, re-reading Lord of the Rings through audiobook for the first time. And now I'm ready for, I, I would say, a well over 100-hour journey, like audio listening to the Harry Potter books, which I've already read in print multiple times. Now, it's that's 160 hours that I could be bettering myself, learning or learning new things or doing other activities, but I'm feeling guilty about going back to the same tried and true things. Help me feel better about this. Um, Don't do it. Uh, I don't oh. I, I don't think you should do it. I think uh, there's only as we've learned in COVID, there's only so much valuable time in life. And to go do the exact same books again uh, is just like like you have. Be- I know I like we are very close friends. I know you have better things to do with your time. <laughs> like I'm sure of it. So don't do it. <laughs> That brought me literally zero hope. Um, so I'm not going to gong that one. I don't think we got any gongs on um, on this one. Maybe the Dogecoin a little bit. Um, thing is, yeah, Aaron and I can't solve all the problems. And yes, I feel a lot of guilt based on exactly what you are saying, rightfully so. <laughs> but I like it so much. Um, so, yeah. And it's also costing I know, me I know you fantasy do. teams because this is usually podcast time. Um so, okay, cool. Well, that was Hope in 60. Aaron, want to talk about our fan mail so, or submissions? Yes. So thank you to everyone who listens who's written about where the show is uh, and why we aren't doing it. I've tried to write the people who've written. I know some people have written to the, our, to the Howling Wolf and stuff. And uh, we're back. We will never go away. We will always be here for eternity. It's just sometimes we take breaks. But right now, we are not going to take a break. to tell you. What? And we forget to tell them that we're taking a break. Yeah, we uh, don't tell you. We just, it'll come out of the blue. <laughs> so that's why. Also, like we've talked about appreciating every moment in life. Also appreciate us every single time you listen to us. Because you never know when we might take that spontaneous <laughs> break. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but thank you, fans, for, for worrying about us and wanting to know where we are. And we cannot wait to keep bringing the show to you every week. And uh, with with that, I think it just leads us right into the end of the show, which is hope fulfilled. And uh, yes, uh, you know, we're back, right? We're back. The world is better than when we last had our episode. Uh, the world is in a better place. Uh, parts of the world better than other places. But since Rohit talked about he's more about solving his own problems and the people around him that matter most in uh, the United States. We are in a far better place than we were a few months ago um, with vaccinations, with things opening, with the men. I think the morale of the country is in a better place. So, uh, yeah. Uh, do you want to add anything? I think we have one piece to add, too. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's we've been here, we've been podcasting a year now, um, and we have seen a lot of insanity. And the world sometimes it gets worse, sometimes it gets better. But I think we have seen, uh, no matter what side of the aisle you stand from, no matter what country you're from, no matter where you're listening to, is we will always try and get better. We being the royal we with the world, and I think. Certain people will try and make it better for themselves, which can make it better for other people. Certain people won't. But um, I'm just happy to see the way humanity has come together in many ways, you know, whether it was to defend black lives, whether it was to defend hate against Asian people and all those attacks and even just anything that is bad that's happening in the world. There are always people standing up and trying to make it a better place. And even the capital, I think the capital storming and how people really, uh, for the most part, went against that being the thing that can be allowed on of all of all types yep and so i think the good generally wins out um that is unless you go towards communism but the everything else is you know we're we're good you know and i think we're getting better and i'm just always going to take jabs at communism because it's funny Um, (laughs) and um regardless we are grateful for you um our listeners and um, you've helped us fulfill a lot of this hope. One year down, many to go. Um, and yeah. That was that, and then yeah. now we're going to sing Kumbaya and uh, be done. No, we're not. We're not going to do that. We're going to no. end the show by saying thank you for listening. I'm Aaron Wolf. You can follow me at The Aaron Wolf on all social media platforms. And uh, you are? I am Rohit Thwani. You can follow me at Vohit for Rohit with the number four in the middle. V-O-H-I-T for R-O-H-I-T on Twitter, on Insta, on TikTok, Snapchat, wherever the heck you want to find me, you will find me. And until next week, Aaron. Oh, and your fans only. And your fans only. My, oh, my only fans. Yes. My only fans. Yes. Just yeah. lot, lots of, um, yeah, lots of cheek spreading on my only fans. Um, I'm only a dollar <laughs> uh, for a viewer. Um, but, uh, anyway, Aaron, everyone else stay hopeful and we'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. When the world seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore, here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark, it's a hopeless soul.